If you have a Bible, I'd encourage you to open it up to Ephesians chapter 4. We will look at Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 16 this morning. Ephesians chapter 4, 11 through 16. I am thankful for the cooler weather. I don't mind the heat, but it's nice when it's a little cooler. And uh, it reminds us that fall is here. And soon it will be the holidays, it will be Thanksgiving. And I was thinking this week as I looked at this passage about the pilgrims crossing the Atlantic to come to America. And you're probably aware of this, but uh, when they set out, they didn't aim for where they landed. They were actually aiming to go to New York and the Hudson River. But they ended up landing by Plymouth in Massachusetts. And so they were blown hundreds of miles off course, not because of poor planning or because they didn't have good intentions to try and make it there, but because of the wind and the waves and the storms of the Atlantic Ocean that drove them off course. And our passage this morning reminds us that, metaphorically speaking, we face these same winds and waves against us that would throw us off course in the path to maturity to Jesus. And so let's read together this morning Ephesians chapter for starting in verse 11. And he, that is Jesus, gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the shepherds and teachers to equip the saints for the work of the ministry, for building up the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, so that we may no longer be children tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by human cunning, by craftiness and deceitful schemes. Rather, speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head, into Christ from whom the whole body, joined and held together by every joint with which it is equipped, when each part is working properly, makes the body grow so that it builds itself up in love. Amen. May God bless the reading and the teaching of his word this morning. And so we see it there in verse uh, 14, this, the wind and the waves that would threaten to throw us off course. And it's not hard to think of how that happens in life, whether it's getting caught up with the things that are going on in the country, uh, it's election time, it's campaigning time, uh, whether it's things that are financial crises going on or other things, it's easy to get wrapped up in those things and lose focus on where we are headed and what are we supposed to be doing. Or likewise, Uh, Just thinking, zooming in on the culture, it's easy to uh, think about how people act and think, and if we're not focused on heading in a certain direction, then it's very easy to simply drift along the same way other people are acting and thinking and speaking. And the danger is getting thrown off course, but it's not just something that comes from out there. This passage reminds us that 
This comes from inside of quote-unquote Christianity as well as these winds of different doctrines can come and blow us off course as we seek to follow Jesus. And so these are things that threaten to undo us as Christians, threaten to uh, harm our maturity. And we think about ourselves and we think of these two pictures and we really don't want to be like these children that are mentioned in this passage. And it's really a vivid picture. There are two pictures, right, of these children in verse 14. Children that are tossed to and fro by the waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. You can just imagine. It's not a pleasant thought as a parent of a child in a life jacket out in the ocean getting tossed around and just drifting and getting blown out to sea. That's kind of the picture we see here. Or this other picture is a child being taken advantage of by these cunning and deceitful individuals. Also an equally unpleasant thought as a parent. Uh, But the truth is that we are like these children in these situations if we are not seeking to grow in maturity. And that is really what this passage reminds us, that God's solution, the way that we avoid getting swept away in these currents, or just the way we resist these waves and winds that blow against us, and we are steadfast in the faith. The way that happens is through growing in maturity to be like Jesus, maturing in our faith so that we are more like Jesus. That's what verse 15 tells us at the end. We see there, rather speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way, into him who is the head, into Christ. That is the opposite. That's the opposite of these children. That is what we are aiming for so that we will not be knocked off course and end up somewhere else than where we had anticipated when we reach the end of life. And so as we see this passage, God doesn't just tell us, hey, this is where you need to aim for. This is what you need to be doing. He gives us really all the things of how we grow in maturity in this passage. And we can look back at the end of verse 10, and we can see that the, the aim of what Jesus is doing is that he might fill all things. That's why he came to earth and ascended back into heaven, it's so that he would fill all things, so that his glory, the glory of God, would fill all things. And he's doing that in the church as he is building the church into this holy temple of the Lord where his presence dwells. That's back in chapter 2. And the way that God is doing this in the church is by making us look more like Jesus. So this is his goal, this is his purpose, and he has a plan for how this is going to happen. And this passage tells us how that happens. How it is we grow up to look more like Jesus. And that is the plan of God That we grow to look like Jesus by being people and being surrounded by people who speak the word of God, the word of truth to each other. That this is God's plan for maturity. How we grow is by the word of God being spoken to us and us speaking it to each other. So we see this, right, in verse 11. God gives these people 
to the church. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And what do all these people have in common? There are other people in the church, right? There are the members, and we'll see those in a minute. There are other offices in the church, like deacons. But what do all these people in verse 11 have in common? They speak the word of God to people. First, you have the apostles and prophets, right, who wrote the word of God. They wrote the New Testament. And so they're the foundation in that sense that we have the word of God from them. You have the evangelists who go proclaim it, and pastors and teachers in the church who equip us to grow in the word. But it's important to notice that how we mature is hearing the word of God, hearing the truth, and it's through people. God doesn't just give us a program, a plan. He gives us people to grow us to look more like him. And that's incredibly important to remember, that God gives us people. God uses people to grow us to look more like him, right? So when you, when you move off and you go to college or you move because of a job and you're looking for a church, what do you look for? This passage reminds us to look for people, to not just think about what church has this program or that program, but to think about what kind of people are in the church. Are they the kind of people that we see in this passage that are going to help us grow? And that's an incredibly, incredibly encouraging thing to us as a church, because as we think about our church, and we're uh, smaller, you might say, in number, uh, not that much smaller, actually, than the average church size in America. But uh, we're not the largest church, right? But as you think about us and, and our situation, right, that we, just generally speaking, can't have the same kind of programs or events that larger churches do. Well, this passage reminds us that programs or events aren't what define the church. The people are. The people of the church define the church, that if you want to grow to be more like Jesus, it's the people that matter. Programs, events are good, but it's the people who are part of them that make them good, right? And so really, even then, it's the people that must be the focus. And so we're reminded that God uses people, that the measure of a church is the people. And that's an encouraging thing to us and to any church, because every church can strive to be this kind of people, regardless of how many are there or what you're able to do. We can be this kind of people, because God uses people, specifically people who speak the truths of the Bible to each other. And that's the kind of people we need to be. Like I said, it started with the apostles and prophets, and you see this progression, right? They laid the foundation of the New Testament. Then we see how we have the evangelists who are proclaiming that good news, the gospel to people, and that we can know Jesus, right? If we want to be like Jesus, we have to first know him, and they proclaim this gospel, this good news to us. And really, we're all called to evangelize, right? And so we hear this good news that we are sinners, that we don't follow God, but Jesus has come. He's made a way for us to follow him, to us be made right with him, to be forgiven through the cross. And we hear that message. That's how we become Christians. We repent. We believe that message in faith. And God uses people 
to proclaim that to us. And then we have, in the church, we have pastors and teachers on this list, and they're in the local church helping explain, apply the Bible to our lives. And so once you become a Christian, you're born again, right? But you're not mature yet. You have to grow still, and God has given people in the church to be a part of that process, to proclaim the Word of God week in and week out, because it's through the Word of God that growth happens. And so this is really, it's why church is important, because this is where we are focused on the Word of God. We don't come together to share our own wisdom, so to speak. We share the wisdom we receive from God and the wisdom we receive from the Word of God, which is why everything we do, we want to focus on the Word of God. What does He say? Where is, uh, what does His Word say on this? Because as Christians, we need that. We need the Word of God. So, really, you could say it like this. Church is as important as growing to be like Jesus is. Uh, because church is where we receive that faithful uh, message of the Word. Not just from the pastor or the teacher, but really it's supposed to be all of us. Because this passage continues. God doesn't just give these people in verse 11, but these people are called to equip the saints for the work of ministry. And so there's kind of this two, two-part process, you could say, to, to growth, to maturity, right? You hear the word preached and taught, but then you as a Christian or me as a Christian, a member of the body, we then speak the truth in love to each other. We minister to each other. We're equipped through what we learn in the Bible to then speak God's truth to the people around us so that we all are helping each other grow in the faith. It's the whole body. You'll notice in verse 16, it's the whole body that makes the whole body grow. It's not just the pastor that's making the growth happen, but growth happens because Every part of the church is at work helping each other. And so that's, that's again, encouraging and, and challenging to us, that this is our responsibility, each of us individually, to be about this work, to be ministering the word, to build up the people around us. And so if we want to be a mature Christian, again, this passage is super specific. How does that happen? God's given us people, people who speak the truth in love. Verse 15. Speaking the truth in love, we are to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. And so when we speak the truth in love to each other, that's when we are like iron sharpening iron. That's when we are helping each other grow in maturity. And so this is what we must be about. If we want to be mature, we need people around us who are like this, speaking the truth and love to us. If we want to help others mature, we need to speak the truth in love to other people around us. So that means, first and foremost, we tell people the truth. As brothers and sisters in Christ, we speak the truth to each other. Because Ultimately, we can't mature unless we know what is true, what the truth is. We cannot look like Jesus if we do not know what he is like and know what we need to be doing to follow him 
better. That's, that's partly why it's so bad uh, the Bible talks against gossip and slander and things like this so much because it's bad to talk about other people but not talk to them because you're actually robbing them from growth and you're harming that process. You're, you, you recognize what's true, at least in most situations, but you're not going to them and then telling them in love how they can grow and walking alongside them in it. But we must speak the truth to each other. And so regardless of how uncomfortable that might seem at times or awkward that seems at times, we have to push through that and communicate truth with each other because that is how we grow. And we will not grow without this truth in love. And we need to do that in love, right? A loving person says, I care about you. I want what's good for you. And so I'm telling this truth to you. And that may be a hard truth, but when we have that mindset, that heart of love behind it, then speaking the truth is what brings about this opportunity for growth. And without that love, if we just speak the truth but we don't have that attitude, then it's easy for our words, even though they are true, to become cold or uh, callous and come across as harsh. But truth in love has that care and concern for someone, what is best, and wants to see that person grow and then communicates that truth to each other based on not our, not our own opinion, right, but the truth of God and his word. And so it's important to remember that. And, you know, usually when we think about this, we think about just correcting people. Speaking the truth in love is when we have to correct someone, and this is how we do it. And that's true, but it's more than that as well. Because when someone is discouraged, or when someone has lost a loved one, or is in those moments where they need comfort, right, it reminds us, they need the truth and love in those moments as well. That the only place where encouragement, true encouragement comes from is from the truth of God. The place where true comfort comes from is from the truth of God. Because it's the truth of God that reminds us of the promises of God, the goodness of God, the closeness of God. And those are the things that truly bring everything we need, the encouragement, the comfort, etc., and so speaking the truth in love is not just about correcting, it's about encouraging, it's about all the one another's, really. Because all the Bible is the truth, and so we need to be speaking all of the truth to each other to help each other grow, no matter what stage or season or moment in life we are in. So the whole Bible is the truth. We speak the truth in love to each other. And so we should try to think in this way, try to talk in this way with other people. And that means not only do we speak the truth in love, but that means we also need to listen when people are speaking the truth in love to us. And sometimes it's easier to go and have that conversation than it is to receive that conversation. But that's when we remember, that's why it's so important that we do this in love, that we speak the truth in love, because when we know that other person cares about us, we can receive that truth. It's, it's easier to receive that truth, right? But even if the other person is not presenting it in the most polished way, and it doesn't always come across great, 
right? It's, it's kind of our responsibility to see, is there truth in what they're saying? How can we take that truth and then grow? Uh, because we care about each other and we want to grow to be more like Jesus. And we trust that, even if it's not communicated correctly, that the other person has that goal in mind as well. And so that's how we grow as Christians. We need to be willing to speak the truth in love, to receive the truth in love. And this is, again, to bring it full circle, this is what it looks like to stand strong, to not get thrown off course in the Christian life, to be mature, is by doing this, by speaking the truth in love to each other. That's how we are not thrown off by all the new ideas that come or by the cultural winds and waves that crash against us is by continually hearing and receiving the truth and love from the people around us, which again is why church is so important because we come each week as we've been at our jobs or hearing the news and we hear all these things, we're reminded each week, what does the word of God say? And it kind of recalibrates us and reminds us this is the goal, Christian maturity as we speak the truth in love to each other. And so it's being surrounded by people who love us enough to speak the truth of God to us. And if that's who we are as a church, then we will grow to be more like Jesus. And that's the trajectory we want to be on. Speaking the truth in love so that we are maturing to be more like Jesus. And we have this hope, right, of verse 13 that this process is what we want to be doing and continuing until we attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, to maturity, mature manhood, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We want to grow up to look more and more like Jesus. That is the trajectory, the goal, and this is how it happens. Through being people who are committed to each other and speaking the truth in love to each other. So let's pray this morning. Father God, we are thankful for your word. We are thankful for the truth of your word and that you give us this truth this morning that you have made a way for us to not only be born again and receive salvation, but for us to grow and mature in the faith so that we look more like Jesus in every way. Lord, we pray that we will be that kind of people who speak the truth in love that you will convict us of where we have fallen short of that, that you will encourage us to do that more, that we would be connected to each other in this way, to show this loving concern for each other. And that will lead to speaking the truths of the Bible to each other so that we can encourage, equip, correct, and exhort each other. And Lord, we thank you for this process that you have given us people to do this and be connected with as we grow towards maturity. And we thank you for the church and the people you have put around us and so many people in our lives that have helped us get to the point where we are right now. And we thank you for the people that you will continue to bring in our lives to grow us to greater maturity. And we pray that you will continue that process in us as a church so that the defining mark of our church would be a people who are speaking the truth and love to each other. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.